Welcome to Postscript, the American Society for Pharmacy Laws podcast. My name is Henry Hine, and I'll be your host here today. The American Society for Pharmacy Law, ASPL, has an annual conference in the fall entitled Developments in Pharmacy Law. We focus with presenters, experts, and speakers providing the latest and most important updates in pharmacy law each and every year. We have over two dozen speakers presenting at this year's conference. This conference is being held in San Antonio, Texas. It's November 2 through 5. All are welcome. Our featured speakers this year is Arkansas Lieutenant Governor Leslie Rutledge and Al Carter, who's the Executive Director of the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. Attendees can receive up to 15 hours of CE for pharmacy up to 15 hours of CE for law. And if you need both, want both, you can get 15 hours of both of those. Registration for the conference is available at ASPL.org. In this podcast series, we feature a few of the conference speakers with two main goals in mind. First, we'd like to hear a little bit more about where they are in their career now and how they got there. We have found that many different careers paths occur and different pharmacists and attorneys or pharmacist attorneys uh, have unique backgrounds. So we like to go a little more in depth than just the agenda. In addition, we jump past that and go right to the topic that is going, the speaker's going to present and get a little tidbit um, about what is going on with that project and that speech as it might be presentation. Today, we are honored to have Chris Smith come and speak with us about his presentation. Chris, are you there? Yes. All right. Where are you now in your career? I am a senior counsel with Epstein, Becker, and Green. Uh, I got into pharmacy law uh, a little more than a decade ago. Um, I had gone back after law school and got a um, master's of laws degree. Uh, and focused on uh, health law and policy. <clears throat> and then from that point, ended up working with the uh, National Community Pharmacists Association for several years doing uh, regulatory and policy work, and then ultimately uh, transitioned to the National Association of Chain Drug Stores, again, doing uh, public policy, regulatory work, government affairs type work uh, for several years there. And then for the last four or five years, uh, I've been with Epstein, Becker, and Green, uh, practicing in the uh, pharmacy law area, uh, representing pharmacies, other uh, trading partners, working on pharmacy acquisitions, pharmacy sales, uh, regulatory advice, um, and other uh, issues specific to uh, the pharmacy industry. That sounds really good. So policy work and regulatory work, government affairs, now, you know, doing some with pharmacies and sales and acquisitions. It sounds like a lot of background experience as an attorney in the area where pharmacy interfaces the law. That's really good stuff right there. Let's jump into your topic. Um, I'm seeing that the name of your presentation is Drug Supply Chain Security Act, Changes and Implications for Dispensers. Yes. Uh, the topic that I'm speaking on, I've, I've actually spoken on this topic, I think, two or three times now 
uh, at ASPL uh, every every couple of years. Uh, it's the Drug Supply Chain Security Act, federal law, uh, addressing the security of the drug supply chain and ensuring that, uh, or aiming to ensure that uh, counterfeit drugs uh, don't enter the supply chain, that drugs aren't diverted. Uh, this is a law that was passed about 10 years ago and it has been uh, through a staggered implementation, which is why there's been various updates over time and why I've done this, played the speaking role uh, several times at ASPL. And uh, this time around, we're getting near the end of implementation in the next uh, couple months through to the next year now. Uh, I think that there'll be two issues that people really be interested in. One is is learning about the law. There's 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 still a lot of uh, trading partners, a lot of people that work in the pharmacy industry that still don't know all aspects of the drug supply chain security law. Uh, it's always helpful to keep that message out there and make sure more and more people learn about it, particularly that it's almost fully implemented now. Uh, and then the second area that I, I think we'll heavily address is what's going to happen in the next year as we move towards that final implementation and those final uh, deadlines or start dates for the federal uh, legislation. And there's been some FDA enforcement discretion recently. I think everyone thought that everything would go into effect, you know, officially at the end of November of this year, but obviously the FDA's uh, kicked the can for another year uh, in terms of enforcement discretion. And I think a lot of people want to know what's that mean what does it mean for them? What are the implications? And that's another area we'll, we'll get into uh, during my presentation. So l- let me back up and just ask, are the guidelines, that is to say, or separately, the regulations that need to implement this kind of thing pretty well settled now? Are we sort of out of that area or never out of that area? <laughs> yeah, well, the, 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 the answer to the second question is, is, is hard to say, uh, but possibly you're right. Uh, there may be continued uh, regulation and changes as, as industry further implements the, the legislation. But uh, one point I would make is that there's actually not for a lot of formal regulation here uh, the only pending proposed rule in terms of formal regulations are the uh, wholesaler licensing standards, 3PL licensing standards, which, been, which has been sitting out there and has yet to be finalized uh, for over a year now. And then the other piece that I would say to that is a lot of the regulations, so to speak, or the regulatory authority that the FDA imposes is more informal guidance and responding to the stakeholders' concerns. Uh, it's been a very collaborative process over the past 10 years in, in, in implementing this uh, statute. Sounds good as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you there and, and hearing more about it. I do have some other questions, but I'm going to hold them to, until, until we get there. Um, and uh, really thank you for coming here. At the end here, I'd like to go ahead and just quickly ask if you want to give out your contact information, LinkedIn, email, phone, anything like that. Sure. Uh, my email is uh, C Smith, C as in my first name, Chris. So C Smith, my last name Smith, at E as in Edward, B as in boy, G as in green, law.com. Uh, my office direct line is 202 861 1882. I think those are the best ways to reach me. And you can also find my profile on my law firm's uh, website as well. 
All righty. We really appreciate you coming on board here today, and we thank you. I now want to thank our listeners to Postscript, the American Society for Pharmacy Law's podcast. Our fall conference, Developments in Pharmacy Law, is November 2nd through 5th in San Antonio, Texas. To see the agenda of the conference and or register for the conference, please go to ASPL.org. This is Henry Hine, your host, and we thank you for listening.